Hello, everyone, and welcome into the FBW Kids podcast episode three. My name is Lane. Sitting next to me here is Kim. Hello, hello. I've got my coffee in hand today. Yes, so. we. Yes, it's the first day where it's actually kind of felt like fall here. Yes. So, like, I've had my apple cider this morning, so I'm feeling really good. I had to kick it off because it was, like, in the 70s this morning. It hasn't been in the 70s since, like, I don't even know when. Yeah, not in Texas. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but don't worry. It'll be, like, 105 this afternoon or something like that. Oh, for sure. I know. I'm wearing my jacket right now, but I'll probably be getting out of it. Very, very shortly. Um, some of you might be watching this for the first time on our YouTube channel because we are now in an official like studio, which is awesome. I love it. So we are very lucky and fortunate to have this very nice recording studio to do this podcast in this week. So it's our first time testing it out, hoping it all <laughs> it all works and it all is good. Yes. So, but this week, Kim, we are talking about family conferences because we have a family conference coming up this weekend from the time yeah. we're recording this at least i don't know when they'll listen to it but we ours is coming up this weekend the 24th mm-hmm. and the 25th and so i thought we would just dive into kind of especially for you at least to share kind of your heart as to why you put it together kind of the benefit of family conferences and then kind of We'll just go over like what we're covering in ours, and maybe that'll help spark some ideas for other people's as well. So let's go ahead and dive into that first area. When you were putting together the even the idea for a family conference, what went behind that, and kind of what was your thought process going going into it? Yeah. So uh, just historically, I think I've said this before, but I am not really one to um, question like if I really feel God speak to me. Um, I'm really not one to question and on like just stay still on something for for long. And so about a year ago, I really felt the Lord be clear that we needed to offer something for families. Our church does a great job of offering adult ministry kids ministry, student ministry, and we kind of all have these, not siloed because we work together as a team, but there's not something together for the family unit. And so I really felt the Lord be pretty clear to me on that. This is not the first time I have started something new. Um, At my last church, I started a women's conference, same type of thing, just saw a need, felt the Lord say, this is something that could be valuable and that there's a need here. And I just said okay and just started walking in that direction. For me, the main thing was looking back over the last year or so and I I mean, I'm going to share my testimony on Friday night of our conference and kind of my history of what it was like in my home, but I've felt like there were so many families, which you've probably had this too, Lane, but there were so many parents and families who would come to me and ask me for advice, ask me, can you meet with my child? I don't know how to answer this question. I don't know what to do. I even, I mean, even just this past Sunday, I had a parent come up to me and stop me and say, this is how it was when I became a Christian. How do I know that my kid is truly Mm -hmm. wanting to follow Jesus? How do I know that that was a decision, a real decision that he was making? And so these questions continue to pop up. And instead of the parents having the confidence 
to guide their children and keep discipling them, the the quick answer and really the first instinct to most of these families that I was encountering was to turn to me, which is totally fine. I am definitely, I know both of us, we have made it very clear that we are here for families to partner with them and to come alongside of them. And we're always available to talk to kiddos, to talk to parents, to meet. But I don't ever want that to be the first instinct of a family. And so I think that was part of the genesis of just seeing the need that what parents are up against right now in today's time. And so what do you do when your kid asks you a question and you may not know how to respond? The natural thing is, let's just go meet with our children's pastor. And so as the Lord was kind of telling me that this was a need, I just felt like, okay, I I see the problem, I see the need, and I felt like God was going to open some doors to make a conference happen. Because of COVID, it was supposed to be in this last spring, but because of COVID and how we reopened our church, it kind of got pushed to the fall, which I actually really like. anyways, just for kids getting back in school, things are starting to move and get busier. And I feel like a lot of our families, um, and I'm speaking to myself as a parent as well, there are times where I go through my week. And although we play worship music in the car, and we do our family devotion on Monday mornings and things like that, there are times where I go through my week and I'm like, did I even talk about God with Eden? Did I pray with her? Did I talk about you know, what God is doing in my life and my Bible study time with her. And even though she's not even two yet, those are still very intentional, valuable moments. And there's times where I even miss that during my week. And so I wonder what that's like for other families yeah. who may have multiple kiddos, older kiddos. And so that was kind of the genesis of that, um, just seeing that need and really feeling like the Lord kind of gave me a nudge to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you hit it pretty much right on the nail there because we talked about it on a previous episode, just how much more difficult the world is now and how much harder it is for parents to, you know, connect with their kids, to be open and honest with their kids. And sometimes it's even harder now, it seems like, for kids to feel like they can open up to their parents about those really serious issues. So to know how to have those conversations and how to not just rely on us, because there does have to be a certain point where that goes home, that doesn't just stay within the four walls of the church. Because, I mean, a thing that I know that we as Christians say a lot is the church is not four walls, right? Well, if that's the case, then we need to make sure the kids know that as well. Like, kids know, that's a hey, really good point. church doesn't just happen within the four walls. It can happen anywhere. It can happen at any time. But you do have to be able to equip your kiddos with the information needed to do that. And if they're only getting that on a Sunday or a Wednesday, or especially like here at our church where we maybe see some kids once or twice a month, that's Maximum, not that's not yeah. enough. That's not enough. They need that daily influence from their parents. And so I think I think this con- like a conference like this is so beneficial to go to for families, like you said, because that's how they're going to get to have that knowledge. They won't get it from anywhere else. And I like that you brought up too that we just don't offer, and I don't know if a lot of churches offer full family activities. It always seems like there's a cutoff point at some point in time of like, oh, okay, well, my kid's not in grade school anymore. We're not going to really come to these things anymore, you know, or my kid's not in high school or not in middle school or is not a preteen. And so 
you know, I just feel like this will be nice, too, to get everybody involved from top to bottom. And it's going to be so cute. I know I'm I know I'm excited for it. But, Kim, we so we dove into what kind of helped to create it. Now some of the other benefits and things like that to a conference like this. What do you think some of those are beyond just obviously everybody being together? Right, yeah. So I think part of what I do love about church and things like that is we do get to come together, we worship, and if you asked a parent – I've even read read articles about this, but if you've if you ask a parent, they all want to do the best for their kid. There's not one parent that wakes up and says, "Man, how can I ruin my kid's life today? How can I guide them? How can I lead them astray? You know, guide them to some really horrible path." Not one parent, no matter what actually goes on later on in their life, not one parent would have ever said, "Yeah, I wanted that to happen." Uh, and so I think. For parents, although that's their intention, a lot of times the practical element is missed. So we come to church. Okay, we know that that's something we need to do. Check. But what do I, how do I take it home? All of the questions, all of the how-tos, we kind of understand the why, why we need to be parents who disciple our children. We get that. We know that we have more time with them than that, like what you were saying, that twice a month interaction in a church building actually does. And so we understand that as parents, we kind of get the why, but the how-to, that practical Mm -hmm. element, unless you have hours and hours to read books or to attend separate Bible studies or different things like that, it is very hard to figure out some how-tos. And maybe the how-to that you read in a book, I know whenever I was pregnant and about to have Eden, people were handing me books right and left. And they were great. I read uh, some. (laughs) I'm not going to say I read all. all. Uh, But I did read some, but even still, Eden is a unique individual. And so even the things that were being read in books, not always, didn't always match her and her needs as an infant. And so I think even more so those how to's for parents, especially parents who haven't engaged in those types of encounters yet, they don't have a junior high kiddo yet, but it's coming Mm -hmm. in a couple years. They're going to need to know how to transition them from elementary ministry to student ministry and not miss and not have them fall off. Um, For some of our families, they know that Jesus is the reason for this season when it comes to Christmas. We can all say that. And I even have a shirt that says that. But how do we really do that whenever the world and all of the things that happen around holidays kind of becomes louder? So how do we really put Jesus back in as the center focus? And I think a lot of times we would say, oh, well, we know that. we yeah. You should make Jesus number one in Christmas, number one at Easter, those types of things. But when we really get down to the detail of the how to, that is what a family conference like this, that is the biggest benefit is those practical how to's. And for us with the gathering, when I was thinking of, cause that's what we're calling our family conference. You always have to have a name for of course, stuff. Yeah, so you can't just call it the family conference. That was the name that we came up with. And, um, I love it. I wanted something that could be timeless and used every year, but, uh, for the gathering specifically, that was kind of the structure of how did I want to structure who we brought in, our schedule, thinking of that practical element Mm -hmm. um, was kind of the genesis of how we moved forward. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm ex- I know I'm pumped for some of those in particular because I think you're right. They're topics that just don't get touched ever. Like, I don't know if I ever grew up ever wondering about, oh, is Jesus the most important thing at Christmas? Because it's like, well, yeah, of course he is. Like, you know, that's when we, you know, would go to church and we would celebrate his birth. But like some families probably do struggle with that a little bit more than others. So it's like some of these topics are things that I think people don't think about as being necessarily quote unquote important. But then after something like this, they could discover that. So let's dive into more of the technical part of the conference for just a second before we preview what's going to be happening. When putting together, I know we've both been to several conferences before. So what are some things like that are good, that make a good conference, I guess, that we can use to build this? Maybe for some of our friends who are considering starting up their own conference and things like that you know, just thinking through that process, like what are some things that we can say, oh, well, we took this from this or this from this to make our conference and as they try to create theirs, potentially that they can use. Yes. So one thing I think first, obviously, with anything that you start, anything you do, you have to have a vision. You have to know where you're going, uh, what you want your people to know. A big reason why we're calling it family conference is because not only are the kids going to get to participate at the end of our specific conference, but we understand that there are grandparents raising children, their yes. aunts and uncles raising their nieces and nephews. And so although they would be considered parents, we wanted to make it clear that it's going to be a more broad uh, just vision for the whole family and not just, you know, an elementary age and that type of thing. So I think part of it is starting there. What do you want your people to know? What do you want them to get out of it and the target audience? And then really like my next step was to talk to our communications team and getting some type of branding, logo, uh, communication piece ready. And so that way, whenever you're ready to start promoting, you're not scrambling for color schemes and images and slides and things like that. So I definitely think technically you need to start with a vision and then break it down from there. So what is our um, branding going to look like? That will be something that would be every single year if you want it to repeat and something that could be used all of the time. And then then you can start looking at schedule. Uh, what do you think that would be like? We can talk about the details of ours in just a second. If you're going to bring in someone, I don't think that's always necessary. I'm not going to say that we would do that every year. This year we are mm-hmm. uh, going to bring in um, our friends, but I don't think that's always necessary if you have somebody in your church or on your staff that has valuable insight into a specific area that you want to focus on. Uh, then definitely pull them in. You don't have to fly people out or fly a band out or things like that. But so I think determining that, like making that decision is very helpful. Um, And I'm, I mean, I think it can change every year. So you can try one thing one year and then the next year, maybe you don't fly someone out and you have maybe your lead staff that maybe staff that parents don't hear from or something like that, that can be involved. Um, with that. So that's kind of some technical starts. Yeah. And I was going to say, I do like when you don't have to have a big name all the time. Like you said, you don't have to say, oh, we got so-and-so coming in, you know, like you don't have to pull in a big name, but having people who know 
what they're addressing when they are going to speak, I think is really crucial because I won't like name any names or like specifically, but like I've been to some where I'll sit there and I go, okay, I love them. They're awesome, but I don't really know how they fit into the theme right. of like this conference. I feel like it's just kind of a name for being a name, you know? And so like having people who know what they're talking about and like have some expertise in there, I think is very important, whether that's somebody that just is a volunteer at your church that has just been, I know we have several that are mm-hmm. breaking out, doing breakout section, breakout sessions for us that that's kind of what they do for their job right. is, is some of the things that they're talking about. I know the people that we're bringing in have literally started a family worship kind of initiative, initiative course. course. Yeah. And so they are kind of more so experts in that because that's what they're doing as their ministry and as their full-time career. And so I think that is something that can very easily make or break like a conference. Right. Not that you have to have those things, but if you do have those things, making sure those people are knowledgeable and know what they're they're talking about. Yes, so. I think that's really good is just sharing that vision. Uh, I know with our guest speakers, um, we had multiple meetings about that. But then also as I was leading and getting our breakout people on board, that was part of it was kind of them understanding what we're really talking about, what our focus is, and for them to tell me what they're going to be talking about so that there's a little bit of a back and forth so that you're not just throwing someone in saying, okay, you have to plan an hour, a 45-minute session. Hope yeah. it's great. You kind of at least see a little bit. So whoever is leading that or technically over that at whatever church, I think that's important for you to kind of have that back and forth so that you know, okay, that they they do have a plan yes. of what they're going to talk about, and it's on point. It's on our vision. It's on the same wavelength that we're thinking of, and so that's a really good point. And I like what you said about communication, too, because that's very important for people to know, like, hey, this is what the schedule is in particular. Mm -hmm. Like, here's what we're going to be doing. Here's outlining. Because if you just say, hey, show up and then come, we'll figure it out as we go along. That doesn't always seem like it's a big deal to people. I know I'm one of those that's usually pretty go with the flow type of deal. But like, I'm not going to go to something if I'm like, what are we going to be doing the whole day? You know, so getting that out, getting that to be clear is really good. And I think one thing that we've learned throughout this process too, is how you promote, how you promo it is also very, very important to putting it together because there are certain times where just sharing an image, you know, it's great if you have the logo, the, the nice graphic or whatever, you know, you can share that a lot and it could get you, a couple, Some, of, couple yeah. of people. But when you put your own personal branding onto it, like we've done promo promotional videos. Mm-hmm. We're doing this podcast now for it, which is mm-hmm. obviously the kind of the next step up. Um, not everybody's going to be able to do that, but that's the next, like one of the next right. steps you can do. Or just even making, iPhones have come so far now to where you can just film a little thing, put it up on a Facebook page. Right. And I mean, you can get people to come do and I, it that way. I think that's part of what I learned doing it this first time here is just the link that you do need to have some in advanced planning. There were some things that happened in our context that were a little bit out of our control. We yeah. couldn't help when um, just a couple of different things. Our communication team is, 
is amazing and they came alongside always checking in on us but there was a little bit that we could have been in advance on a little bit more so so I think there's always some good um feedback and that you can look into and say okay this worked great for this year what can we change for next year to get the word out broader and more people excited about it and so I really do think I think you just think about what weekend works best do you want to do a one day does it need to be a two day that type of thing and really um just start there and I'm really excited about the gathering that we're gonna have so let's talk about the gathering let's talk about who we're bringing in, what we're talking about. So what is, Kim, would you say the overall theme for the weekend is first and foremost? So our main theme targets around Deuteronomy 6, and it's the mentality of that you kind of that as you go, wherever you are, you are constantly putting God into everyday circumstances in your home, in the car, Uh, You know, Deuteronomy 6 is pretty clear when you're waking up, going to sleep, out in the car, at home, that that you are talking about God. Deuteronomy 6 talks about how you're going to worship God through those different areas of your life. And so that's kind of the big target. That's the big vision. Um, Our friends, Jonathan and Emily Martin, uh, they have a ministry called Word and Worship, but they have also done a family worship initiative. I purchased that course a long time ago, years ago, and when it first came out, so I'm sure it was a couple years ago, and have just been in talks about trying to figure out a way to get them and their Um, family here in Wiley, but also just their expertise, like you said, I think is 100% accurate to our families, um, because that is something I know that they have helped me just in watching them infuse family worship into our daily lives at my house. And so I think that they just have some valuable insight there. And so that was kind of part I wanted to target Deuteronomy 6 and the importance of wherever you are, that you need to, as a parent, put that worship element in. And worship is not just singing. So that could just be reading scripture, praying, talking about God, serving him, all of those types of things where it's outside of the specific weekend element that you would be attending a local gathering of believers. So that was kind of part of it. And Jonathan Emily's and Emily's vision for them and how they do word and worship, how they, you know, have this whole family worship initiative, their albums, though the people that are attending our conference because of uh, our connection and the and the family worship initiative they will be getting 50 days worth of mm. family devotionals to do at home that are even they're just five minutes it's yeah. very small they'll also get to attend the course that they would like to that'll kind of be an extended time with me and so I think that is just really incredible that's kind of an invaluable gift uh, to them to kind of give them that practical element that we really want them to take away from our conference and so for Jonathan and Emily that's kind of part of what they'll be doing we'll be interviewing them on Saturday morning of just some like very practical yeah you know good and bad to trying to do family worship at home and then um, they will also be leading a breakout of just getting more in detailed with their six pillars of family worship that they um, have written. So yeah. that'll be really awesome. I'm excited to have them oh, have yeah. them come in with their kiddos. Yes, no, they are they are awesome. I love them. If you have not ever heard from them before, you can look up Jonathan Emily Martin on Spotify because I was right. I've learned 
It's not Word and Worship on Spotify. It's Jonathan and Emily Martin. Yes. So go find yes. them. They're awesome. Their family worship album especially is one that I know I play a lot when I'm in the car and stuff because I love almost every single song. It is great. That's on there. So I'm excited to have them in. And and like you said, I mean, obviously their breakout is very specific to them because that's their ministry. Right. But thinking about the other breakouts that are going to be happening, you know, there's some that I know that I'm really excited to just hear about, like children in anxiety, Jesus putting Jesus into the reason, not just for Christmas, but for multiple just holidays, holidays, yeah. and some others. And so, Kim, when you're thinking, when you were thinking through the breakouts, the topics. What kind of decision-making went into the specific ones that you picked? Was it just based on who you were able to get, or was it something like, okay, I have these specific topics in mind knowing what's going on in the world, and I wanted to make sure these were addressed, and then you found the people yeah. for them. Like that so process. a little bit of both, I would say. There's definitely some topics that I was very much, I need somebody to fill this topic. And yeah. one of them was kids and anxiety, because I think that that's a big part of what we're seeing, especially coming off of COVID yes. at home learning. I think there's been a lot of um, just kids battling anxiety, depression. There is a counseling arm of our church that we have a counseling center and even talking with uh, our friend that runs that, that has been a big part of what they have even seen coming in to counseling is just kids really battling anxiety, depression, not knowing how to really communicate that and for parents to pick up on what's really going on in their kids' hearts and minds. And so... That was for sure something that I wanted to be talked on. And it just so happened that our pastor's wife is a school counselor. And so I knew that she had talked about that topic before. And so I knew that she would be. um, So it was kind of that part. I have also I'm doing a breakout on how to lead your kid to Christ. I've done that like class several times here on our campus and in home groups and things like that. And so I knew that was something because that was a bunch of questions that I was getting from parents on what does it look like to lead my kid to Christ? Are they really saved? Should I, how do I know? What questions do I ask? That type of thing. And so I think that was another one that I knew was a need. But then others, I was like, I just wanted to infuse not just people that would be elementary ministry and so I knew our student team needed to play a role so I kind of left it up to them I had um, Jen Brown who's leading our Jesus back into holidays she reached out to me about the importance of that and how she's led other people in uh, the Jesse tree and different things she's going to share and so that it was kind of like a oh they heard about it they're reaching out to me wanting to lead a breakout We have one on foster and adoptive families that's really dear to one of our church members' hearts and just wanting to have a support group for them. And so there's already some things that could be birthed out of this conference in the future for groups uh, on our campus that I'm really excited about. So it was a little bit of everything. I think there was a couple that I was like, I know that this needs to be shared, but others just kind of came up and um, other people that I wanted to be involved and I just kind of let them run with what they wanted to talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I think that's always one of those probably questions for some people who might be putting it together. Like, well, what are we going to talk about? You know, like, cause like you said, there's some that are just obvious. There's some that just jump right off the page of like, well, of course we need to talk about that. Like that's a huge issue today, but there's others that are probably like, but then what that next step is 
beyond that. And I think that's, yeah, just knowing, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. know who you have, yes, know your people, know your community, know your staff, know everybody that's involved, and try to use all of your strengths together. Body of Christ can't just be an arm or a leg or a hand or a foot. It has to be everybody working And I think it's good to just note for anybody who wants to do a family conference or a parent conference or a parent day, I think it's good to know and just be encouraged that it does not have to be eight breakouts. It does not even have to be, you could do one hour of breakouts. We're doing two uh, hours of breakouts, but you could just do one and maybe it's just four people. So just know that it's okay to start small. Um, Even there's scripture that says the Lord doesn't despise the small beginnings because he's pleased to see the work begin. And so I think that can be true of people planning something like this uh, for families. So just know it can be really small. We are doing uh, our Friday session is only an hour and a half. It's just worship. I'm speaking on the specifics of Deuteronomy 6. So kind of the preaching, teaching part that will help set the stage for the practical on Saturday. And that's all. That's all Friday is. So it's very short. Uh, They'll get the the meat of what we're talking about. And then Saturday will be way more of that practical element. And then what's really cool on this year's family conference is they we are going to do a family worship concert Mm -hmm. at the very end. So the last hour our parents that have kiddos in childcare will be able to participate in a family worship time together. And so I yes. think that's kind of a really good way to end uh, just on, you know, we're, we're telling you all these practical things. Now we're going to send you out by doing family yes. worship together. And it's a concert. And so there's several songs, uh, almost their whole family worship album, but also songs that everyone may know from the radio and things like that. And it'll be a really great time um, just to really end well. So that's kind of one thing that we wanted to make sure happened at our family conference. Yes, that's going to be so fun. It's going to be, like you said, just a perfect like little bow on top of the whole couple days. So I think we'll close with this, Kim. You've obviously been, and and I've, I've asked you a lot of this because I have been more of the, okay, like pushing out things for it. Right, You were kind of more of the brains putting it together. So when you're now, it's now upon you, it's going to happen. What are you the most excited about this weekend? So I think the the thing I'm most excited about and what I feel like the Lord is really going to do is bring parents some confidence that they can impact their kiddos lives that they have the ability to change their eternity like move their eternity from not following Jesus to following Jesus and really getting them to understand that they are the primary disciplers of their kiddos and so I'm excited about God really opening some people's eyes I I'm praying um to that end and then also some things that could be birthed out of this conference. I always think you don't want something to just be, you know, the be all end all. Like we had a family conference. Okay, great. That ended on Saturday. Nobody thinks about it after that. There's no other extending things after that. You always want something that can be, um, that can live on past the actual event. And so I'm excited about that, um, a potential 
group for foster and adoptive families, a support group coming out of that, the Family Worship Initiative, kind of help w- helping these families walk this process even after this weekend. I'm really excited about what God's going to do, not just on that Friday night, Saturday morning, but actually even extending past that. No, so. that's awesome. I love, I love that. Well, we'll wrap it up now. So if you are local to the Wiley area, please, we would love for you to attend the gathering. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. Me and Kim will both be there. So you can just at least can come see us. We'll do a meet and greet <laughs> for the for the podcast. For all of our adoring fans, we've oh garnered through goodness. three episodes. We will, <laughs> we will meet and greet you there. Um, but if you're not local and you're listening from far away, we will be using some of our breakout session audio to do some podcast episodes over the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. once it's over. So you can stay tuned for that if you want to at least know, well, hey, like, I am interested in that topic. Like, you know, I wish I could go, but I'm 10 hours away. That's okay. We'll talk about it here on the yes. podcast. Just not as it, not as good as if you were actually coming right. to it. So, right. But we're excited, and we hope you guys, if you're putting together something like this, are encouraged. If not, at least you're excited to hear about how it's going to go and all of those good things. But until next time, we uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would, please give us a review, share the podcast with people wherever you're listening on. Still don't know if we're on Apple, but Apple, if you're listening to this, please accept us. We would really, we would really like to be on your, on your platform. But until next time, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you again soon.